The final score, Barrow 1, Wrexham 1, and Wrexham, well, just sort of take a point from that one, haven't we? Frankly, first half, we should have finished the game off, absolutely. But the second half, well, Barrow responded very well in the second period, and I'd say all on the balance of play were worth a point, but it should have been over by the break. By all accounts, players and the man himself, Pete Wilde, Barrow got a bit of, uh, shall we say, enthusiasm thrown their way at the break. And that, plus uh, demands uh, for them to get a bit tighter to Wrexham in the middle of the pitch and not let us dominate, meant that they came back well to get themselves a point. But like I said, that the first half was one-way traffic. Wrexham started off putting pressure on. They then found a weak point in Barrow's defence, which they exploited ruthlessly. And, uh, like I said... They might have exploited the weak point ruthlessly, but didn't exploit it in ruthlessly in front of goal, which is why we only had one goal lead for the first half where we could have been out of sight. Warren was the weak point, the right-sided centre-back and, and a defensive three. And although there was nothing to blame him for with the first chance Wrexham had, soon Wrexham would recognise this and start to exploit him. That first chance came in the fifth minute. Young sweeping in a corner, Boyle doing well to meet this quite acrobatically, his shirt being pulled, but he's managed to get good power on his header from about seven yards out, but the ball low down to the keeper's left was propelled away spectacularly by the keeper. A really good stop, that. A good effort by Boyle. Wrexham continued to pile it on. Oh, I thought as well, the keeper saved it, but he could only parry it into the goal mouth. And it was actually Warren who would struggle later on, who did really well to get their ahead of Palmer, who would have driven it into an empty net. <clears throat> Soon afterwards, Wrexham again, making problems. Jung on the right-hand side, feeding a ball into the near post. Mendy held it up there. Great run by him from left to right to get to the near post. He felt he was fouled in the six-yard box. I'm not inclined to think so. He went to ground, but he managed to lay it off to Bickerstaff, who from just outside the six-yard box hit the ball well. And again, Warren did well to lunge and block it behind for the corner, saving a goal. But three minutes later, Warren's nightmare really started to begin. Wrexham had started the thing to notice by now that Warren was not dealing with Palmer well. So Palmer was pulling onto him all the time and Wrexham were looking for him with early diagonals and all sorts of early service. This time, Toza pinging a fabulous quarterback ball from deep in his own half, over the top, dropped beautifully behind Warren, who tried to make contact and clear it with an ineffective swipe at the ball, missed it. Palmer was in one-on-one -on -one with the keeper, and as he entered the area, Warren dived in from behind and fouled him. Referee pointed to the spot. Now, I've got to say, to my eyes, both live and looking at the replay many times, it's a cast-iron penalty. I was astounded after the match, entertainingly, uh, most half the press were trapped in, Bar in Barrow's press box because Barrow decided to do the manager interview in the doorway of the press box, which was very narrow. So half of us were trapped in there, half of us were trapped outside trying to get back into their equipment. But, I, but Pete Wilde said he thought it was a terrible decision because his defender touched the ball. This is a lovely example of manager doublespeak. Yeah, Warren did touch the ball. But he kicked Palmer out of the way in order to touch the ball. And everybody knows, including Wilde, that's a penalty. But anyway, Elliot Lee stepped up. Very cool. Let the keeper commit himself and stroked it in. Fifth game in a row that he'd scored. 12 minutes gone. Wrecks him ahead. And the rest of the half is essentially 
a tale of squandered promising positions as Wrexham dominated. Wrexham breaking from a corner, Young driving down a left and sweeping in what looked like the perfect ball to send Bickerstaff one-on-one with the kipper through the middle. Tiencia, though, tracked back really well and did ever so well to lunge and intercept. A couple of minutes later, another opportunity, Boyle playing a beautiful pass in again behind Warren. Bickerstaff one-on-one with the keeper, similar angle, maybe slightly kinder than the goal he scored against Swindon. But on this occasion, he tried to shape his body around and put, put it across the keeper and Farman, the goalie, read it, stuck his left foot out and made a good save. Then it was O'Connell feeding a great ball over the top, Palmer again getting goal side of Warren. But his first touch, not the best. Still, he had an opportunity from a very tight angle and he'd lashed at it and sent it high over the bar. The only moment of danger Barrow had in the whole first half was a breakaway, which was quickly snuffed out by an excellent tackle by Will Boyle. And then Wrexham again was straight up the other end. Just after the half-hour mark, three more chances coming in pretty quick succession. Again, O'Connell standing up a great ball to the left-hand side. Toza still there from a long throw. Fed it inside to Palmer on the edge of the box. And he took a sweep at the ball. Didn't get quite enough elevation on it, but the keeper still had to tip it over. Then... It was Young combining nicely with Ford, who swept in a good cross. Lee, who was much better in the air than his height might suggest, got up very well but couldn't get on top of his header and headed it over the bar from about eight yards out. And then a free kick cleverly floated to the far post by O'Connor. Boyle getting up superbly and planting the perfect header back with strength across the goal. An open goal, the keeper beaten. Both Palmer and Bickerstaff lunged for it. Neither of them could quite reach it to tap it into the empty net. So Rexham went in at half-time, surely satisfied with a really good performance, but really frustrated that they hadn't made more uh, use of that control of the game. But we were controlled at the game. I mean, it was very, very different from the Swindon match. Uh, we had We were compact. We kept the ball really well. We forced Barrow back to the edge of their area and they found it difficult to get out. They're a good counter-attacking team. I said in the commentary that when you look at the data, uh, they are the fastest attacking team. Now, by that, I don't mean they're hoofing it long all the time, uh, but they, they, as the stats showed, they'll try to get it down in midfield and move it around a bit. But once the opportunity is there, they look for very quick transitions, hitting the front men or the midfielders who will turn it first time round the corner for runners to get onto. But they weren't able to do that because they weren't able to get enough players ahead of the ball to find them. And so they were constantly turning the ball round the corner and they're just going straight behind our defence for us to mop up and start again. Really in control. Plus, of course, Warren was having an absolute nightmare right-sided centre-back. Palmer completely dominating him. And understandably, he was withdrawn at half-time and Feely, his replacement, was much more secure and had a very good second half. And this time, it was Barrow coming out on the front foot and their first chance was the equaliser. Elliot Lee, one real flaw in his game, tried to carry the ball into a crowd in midfield and went down under a challenge. He sort of half-heartedly asked for a free kick, but it wasn't a free kick, it wasn't given. And it was driven forwards by Spence, who was outstanding in midfield for Barrow to Aqua, the big target man who was previously at Maidenhead. And he did ever so well up against the last defender, O'Connell. He just sidestepped to get the ball out from inside, from under his feet and to give himself a little room. 
And then before O'Connell could lunge in, he ripped a fine finish into the top right corner. Howard lunging full stretch had absolutely no chance with it at all. And there was the equaliser. Within a minute, Barrow, now with their tails up and the crowd finding their voices, were coming forwards once more. Spence cutting inside after a ball in by Tienti had been prodded to him and driving a shot from the edge of the area that just whistled past the right-hand post. Wrexham tried to make changes to liven things up. Dolby came on for Bickerstaff with 21 minutes left and the game started to settle down. It was a little bit more equilibrium. Wrexham started to control the ball better. We never really got to the stage we got to in the first half where we had control of the game. Barrow constantly looked dangerous on the break, but it would be Wrexham finishing the stronger. Although, with 15 minutes left, there was a real chance for Barrow to take the lead. This time it was O'Connor running into trouble in midfield. He turned, not knowing what was behind him, had three men around him. He might have had a better shout than Lee for, for a free kick, but still, don't think so. And the ball was spread out quickly to Newby, who'd had to come on for the impressive Worrell, who'd done well down the right-hand side. Newby had done, did well too, and on this occasion he stood up a smashing cross at the far post, proctored the target man, was beyond the far post, got up well, headed it down, and it was a super, super save by Howard, who managed to get across, shuttling over from left to the right of his goal, lunge down low, and just push it away as it was crossing the line. Outstanding work by Howard. Wrexham again tried to push on a bit more. Ryan Barnett came on for Anthony Ford to give some freshness down the right-hand side, and immediately he was on the ball and sweeping in the cross, which... Uh, took the uh, I beg your pardon I've gone to the wrong incident I apologise he immediately uh, was involved when the keeper didn't come for a ball and it was dropped down in the end O'Connor feeding it down the left Dolby pushing it in and Palmer just not quite able to get there Wrexham continued to push Lee with a cute flea kick down the left-hand side. Dolby making a nice run out of the box, pulling it back, and Lee driving forwards and lashing in a shot from just outside the box, which was beautifully well struck. I think wasn't quite as close as it looked like at first as it whistled towards goal. And then in added time, Wrexham could have got a bizarre winner. Barnett's breaking down the right-hand side, hitting the cross, it took a deflection off Tiencia, looped up in the air, hit the back of the bar and bounced behind. I think the keeper probably would have had it covered if it had been a couple of inches forwards and on target. But nonetheless, yeah, ultimately frustrating to have such control of a game in the first half. Frustrating, actually, we had more chances, if not maybe the best of chances, in the second half. And yet, we didn't come out with the goal. Uh, that wouldn't it? Individual performances, well, in goal, Howard should be very pleased with himself. He looked confident and sharp against Wigan. He certainly continued that here. His save was superb with 15 minutes left, and it earned the, the, the point, quite frankly. He was confident in the air. His distribution was good. It was really good to see him looking uh, so confident, so impressive. The centre-backs, Tours was troubled occasionally by... The, uh, the physicality of Aqua and Proctor, but generally was sound and again played some good passes forwards. O'Connell again was good on the ball and, and strong off it. And Boyle had maybe his best game for us so far, I thought. Defensively very robust, couple of really good attacking headers as well, which easily could have led to goals. The wing backs, 
well, an awful lot came down our left-hand side, naturally, because we were exploiting Warren as their right-sided centre-back, and Mendy made a lot of good attacking forays and did well defensively too. Fords was less prominent, had a solid game, certainly didn't have many problems defensively, and Barnett came on for him. Barnett was looking quite lively. It looked like he might have had just about the beating of Tiencia, which Ford probably didn't. Tiencia defended very well, I thought. Um, but he wasn't quite able to find that final ball that could have punished Barrow. In midfield, well, anchoring it was Tom O'Connor, and he had a good game, had a couple of little sloppy moments, but it was pleasing to see him regulate play, pleasing to see him win challenges, pleasing to see him use the ball effectively as well. That was a good, strong performance. Young was good as well on the right-hand side, just again, constant, terrific high work rate, trying to drive play forwards, couple of good balls in from the right-hand side too. And on the left-hand side of the three, man of the match, Elliot Lee. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Scored the penalty, okay, yeah. But he was the creative spark who was looking to get things going. And I tell you why, he put a hell of a shift in off the ball. He was working back and doing Barrow were on top so hard. So an excellent all-round performance by Lee. Up front, I mean, Palmer in the first half was unplayable. Although it may also be because he was wise enough to decide which centre-back to play up against. The other two Barrows centre-backs, Ray and Canavan, were excellent. I mean, Feely came on, a good solid trio. Palmer didn't get enough change out of them. Well, as much change out of them, I should say. Alongside him, Bickerstaff, <clears throat> he, he had some good moments. He, he held the ball up well on occasion. He grew into the game more. He'd be disappointed that he didn't take the chance that the keeper saved with his foot. But he actually was more involved, I thought, in the second half and the first, even though we had less of the game. He battled gamely. But it was wise to freshen things up and bring Dolby on. And Dolby also had his moments. It was just frustrating that that chance, which which I botched up explaining earlier, ball down the line by O'Connor and Dolby's on the back of the defence. Palmer's making a great run into the area. And Dolby didn't play the pass at the right moment and the chance was gone. So... Again, frustration for Dolby, who gets into very, very good situations, but isn't quite managing to to take advantage of them yet this season. So, a battle, a very entertaining game, a decent away point as well. I've pointed out on the, uh, the Wrexham Anorak piece on the Wrexham website that it's actually rare for us to get five games into the league campaign without having lost a game. So the fact that we've lost one is, you know, better than par for the course in the history of Wrexham. We go again on Tuesday in Bradford and then an interesting derby on Saturday. The games are coming thick and fast and they're fun. So let's see what sort of sides Phil Parkson names on Tuesday for the Bradford match. But yeah, it's, it's another solid away point. We're unbeaten away from home in two games, and we just need to keep working on that. With a final score of Barrow 1, Wrexham 1, I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC.